What's going on, party people? It's AJ and B. Strauss. Hey, guys. We miss you so yes, much. We do. Like, so, so much. Who do you miss the most? Oh, that's an unfair question. That's true. I'll say names. <laughs> I miss... Well, I was going to say my brother because then I can't get in trouble for that. that But (laughs) I see him all the time. No, but seriously, we miss you all so much. And just thought we would do these little podcasts, weekly devotional things just to, uh, I don't know. I feel like God really like started doing a work in our ministry this year that was pretty powerful. And there was a lot of momentum and my heart was like a little bit sad when this whole coronavirus thing happened. Cause Gosh. I just felt like there was this halt to this movement that I thought God was starting to, to do in this ministry. But, um, the more that I, I've been pressing in and, and thinking about it, like I actually think this is not that God caused this season by any means, but like he wants to work all things good for those who love him. So like the momentum doesn't, doesn't really have to stop, (laughs) you know? In fact, so like, I actually think the reason we want to do these little weekly things or however often, you know, me, I'm not the most organized (laughs) (laughs) human in the world, but, but the reason we want to do this is because like, we want to create momentum so that when we come back next year or summer or whatever the heck it's going to be, uh, like we're picking back, not where we left off, but actually further, So good, you know, further than we go. So yeah. fired up to be with you, but essentially what Britt and I want to chat with you about a little bit today is just, uh, the reality that I think a lot of us right now, I know Britt, you've talked to a lot of people. I've yeah. talked to a lot of people where because of this whole virus thing, because of the isolation, because people are alone, uh, it's really kind of, uh, what's the best way to say like hindered our spiritual growth. Is that kind of what you've heard or what have you heard? I've heard a lot of, it's just cause I don't know where to put it in my schedule or things look different. I don't know where, and I just don't have the desire to like dive in where I was before when I was with people. Totally. I, I think there's like almost this spirit of apathy Yeah, that really wants to come and, yeah, cause disappointment mm-hmm. when we're in seasons like this. Like, I think that's one of the number one things that happens uh, when we get alone and isolated and kind of, and, and honestly, this doesn't even have to be like, obviously we're all isolated right now because mm-hmm. of the virus, but we can emotionally isolate ourselves, right? And Absolutely. I, and I think when Absolutely. we even emotionally isolate ourselves from people and withdraw from community, even in our own hearts, it actually also has a really big effect on our walk with Jesus. And so kind of just what we wanted to talk today is like, well, and what if you don't know what apathy means, like essentially you have no drive, no passion, no mm-hmm. motivation to continually seek his face. Yep. Right. And the thing that we want to be above all else is people who seek first the kingdom of God. Yeah. Right. Like we want to be people that regardless of disappointment, regardless of seasons changing, like we want to be a faithful people who show up in the presence of God. Like so that's what we want. Yeah. And so, but in order for us to do that, when we are experiencing seasons of apathy and disappointment and all those things. And, and by the way, usually when you have this lack of, 
like motivation to seek God, the very next feeling or emotion you run into is disappointment yeah. because shame comes in, yep. right? And you start beating the poop out of yourself and it's not good. Yeah. You yeah. Know? So, um, so yeah, we just want to talk about why the spirit ap- apathy kind of comes on in seasons like this. We want to talk about uh, like why, yeah, why that comes and kind of how to press in in the midst of it. Sound good? Mm-hmm. That's good. So I think the first thing, the first and main reason a lot of you right now may be experiencing like apathy in your walk with the Lord is simply the reality of the power of your environment. Yeah. You know, like the reality is you guys like Riverhouse, like the college campuses that you're on, like all these things, there are, are powerful people who have gone before you and have fought through seasons of apathy mm. and seasons of disappointment so that when you show up to church on Sunday, so that when you show up to the events that we do, uh, like there's presence there, Yeah, you know? Yeah. And, and that's the same thing for me. I remember, and I'll let, let Britt share any stories after this, but uh, I remember uh, the last church I worked at, it, it was not like a, you know, super passionate church. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking bad about it. It was a whole, it was beautiful. Like the community was awesome, but just like the fire and hunger and presence of God wasn't top priority. And I remember uh, like working there and just feeling like I was this lone soldier, but I didn't really have any apathy then because I was like, I'm the one that's going to fight to see like more of the presence come. Mm-hmm. Then I took a little break and I went to Mozambique uh, with Heidi Baker's ministry and I encountered the glory of God in his presence. Unlike I've ever encountered it in my life. Come I on. was like, Oh my gosh, like this is insane. I would go to conferences to get my little like church high going, <laughs> you know, <It's> so real. <laughs> right. And go to like this conference. I'd read this book just to get this like presence fired up. And then I remember I came back from Mozambique and I'm like, I got it now. (laughs) It's there. there. Like I got it. We're going to do some, I'm going to, the presence is going to show up everywhere I go. And I get back and it was like, just flat. And, (laughs) and I remember being like, God, like, what is this? And Lord said, he's like, AJ, like Heidi and Roland Baker and these people that you just said, they fought for years. Mm -hmm. They fought for years to experience and to like have that presence be so vibrant in that community. And it's how they suffered well, how they pressed on when they didn't feel like it, Mm -hmm. how they pressed on in environments that were a heck of a lot more tumultuous than like I've ever gone through that like was the thing that that really fired him up you know but I know even for you like going home and stuff is sometimes hard for you you want to chat with that for a second yeah so I think for me and this has been a constant journey um and Jordan talked about this a couple weeks ago but this this desolation and consolation where you're in this place with the Lord where you're feeling things and he's speaking and it's it's beautiful and then you hit this point where you're like where are you? Yeah. Like, am I sure you're real? Cause two weeks ago I thought you were, and now I'm not sure. And it turned into this thing where I realized, honestly, at Riverhouse, I, 
it's really easy to consume because the culture is so vibrant and beautiful and the Lord is here and there's there is so much glory on it. And then I will go home, my old home, Boise's home now, but I would go back to Spokane. I would be with my family. The environment is full of unhealthy relationships and activities and I don't hear the Lord. I don't like being able to set time. Where am I going to have my quiet time? Because no one here understands that and there's Mm. no space. And so like trying to cultivate an area where I seek the Lord and it wasn't a priority for me. So instead of seeking God, I would just submerge myself into what the environment was. And I would put my, my number one thing in my life being my relationship with the father would be put to the side and I would come back to Boise defeated every single time. And I'd start this process all over again. And I think this last Christmas was the first time that I went back to visit my family and I said, no matter where I'm at, no matter what my situation is, no matter what I'm feeling, I'm going to open my Bible. Come on. I'm going to read the word. I'm going to fight to pray and I'm going to worship and I'm going to, I'm going to choose grace. Even yeah. if I don't feel the grace on it, even if I don't see it, even if I'm not hearing anything, like I know my God is with me. And to be honest, the Lord didn't speak to me much wow. in that week. He didn't say a lot. The word wasn't coming alive to me. My prayer time wasn't this crazy powerful thing my worship wasn't this anointed thing but I've seen the fruit of that as I've come back and even in this the Mm -hmm. end of winter and beginning of spring where it's like that week cultivated something in me where I fought for my relationship with the father despite what I was feeling in the moment for the fruit of what's to come on the other side so good and so I think what I learned is like those seasons come and they go and there's feelings and there's not feelings but it's like my favorite thing is that when you fight for your relationship with the father, when there's not feelings, right? It makes oh, the relationship so much more powerful. So good. Yeah. yeah that's so good. And, and look, like <laughs> we're not sitting here saying like, Oh, we've, we've done this so well. <laughs> and it's because of us <laughs> that you've experienced the, the power of God. Like that no. is, that is absolutely not what we are saying. But we are saying we've learned the hard way. A hundred percent. Right? Like the hard way for sure. One of the biggest, well, yeah, I can say this. One of the biggest bouts of shame that I've ever gone through. Um, wow. I wouldn't plan on saying this, but I feel mm. the grace on it. But was the fact that I, I could lead a church and, and people would experience the power of God when I would preach. This is my last church and stuff. And oh. And then I'd get home and uh, I would be a different man uh, because I wasn't feeling God in that moment. I would only feel God when I was preaching Mm. and my wife would see this dichotomy in my life. And, and I I don't, I don't know if I would, I want to go as far as saying like hypocrisy, but probably was a bit where, where like, I would experience the power of God. Like he used me in my brokenness to mm-hmm. preach messages where people would get wrecked. Yeah, yeah. But then I'd go home and I'd feel like a failure and wow. I'd feel like a failure because I knew I wasn't waking up and like prioritizing my relationship with the Lord. Wow. And I remember like the Lord said, I can use you like, it's not about like you're gifted, AJ, you're anointed, AJ, Mm -hmm. like as all of you are like, he doesn't need us to be like these spiritual giants in order to use us. Wow. Yeah. And I remember the feeling of just being sick to my stomach because Mm -hmm. I was like, 
I'm watching God use this impure vessel, but he's just using me. And I'm like, I don't want, I don't care. Like I want to be used by him, Mm -hmm. but more than anything, I want to know him. Wow. And like the way we know him is by continually showing up like over and over and over again, even when we don't feel like Mm -hmm. it, you know? And, and I think that's what God's doing, Brett and you guys like, in this world right now, I, I really do. I think he is shaking the foundation yeah. of this world because a lot of us have been used by God in powerful ways. Maybe some of us haven't, but a lot of us have just come to church and I am just as guilty of this as everyone else, but come to church to consume, to consume, mm-hmm. to consume, to consume. Yeah. And then you take me out of this environment and I don't know what to do. Yeah, And God is beautifully shaking up everything in us so that the unshakable in us can rise, you know, because at the end of the day, like what will bring out true revival, what will bring out a true move of the spirit of God is when a people know him, a people know him in the highs and people know him in the valleys A people know him in the seasons of abundance and in the seasons of isolation there, we know how to connect with mm-hmm. the King of glory. And I believe that only, only, only happens if we continually press on, yeah. you know, and I'm so thankful for this season. And, and, and I, gosh, I'm a stinking extrovert. So this is hard. <laughs> it's like, so hard. It's, Me so, too. it's so hard, <laughs> but we have to like, I, I told the Lord, Jordan really inspired me. It was like, I was praying that God would just come and he'd deliver us all from this virus. And, and that still is a prayer. Obviously, I don't want anyone to get sick or, or to yeah. die, but I want the principles and the, the reality and what God is trying to do right now in this world. I, I want it to lead us to his feet and lead us to a bride that, is only concerned about the unshakable kingdom so rather good. than the things that can actually be shaken all, all around us. And I was going to read it, but we're kind of talking a lot. Just spend some time reading Hebrews 12. What is it? Uh, 28 through just the end. It's uh, and you can even read the before the before pieces, but it talks about all throughout history. What we see in the Bible yeah, is God would allow affliction to come upon a people um, wow. to force them. Mm. <laughs> actually not. It's actually not force. It's because he so loves us. He would yeah. allow affliction and he allows pain and he allows hard seasons to come because he wants to show us that he is oh. our healer and he wants to show us that he is the source of it all. So and good. so he allows earthquakes he yeah. allows viruses. He allows plagues and, and exiles and, and rulers that we don't agree with and yeah. like to like come into our lives to like refine us. So good. You know? And so essentially like, yes, I love you. And I, I'm sorry that you're experiencing <laughs> apathy right now. That's yeah, so hard. And you're experiencing disappointment, but also I'm so happy. Yeah. Like, because it's lit. I'm, i am I'm so fired up right now on the old Testament. That's like never happened before, but like, like I'm so fired up, but seriously, you guys like every story in the old Testament, it seems like is, (laughs) is 
God saved and redeemed a people. Then they disobey him because they've just become consumers. Mm -hmm. And so then he removes himself. Oh my gosh. And he withdraws. Yeah. And he allows pain and he allows suffering and he allows things to happen because he so loves us and he wants us to be completely yielded and connected to him. Mm. And and I just even read the book of Exodus, read about Gideon, read Ezekiel, read yeah. these prophets and these Joshua, these men of old who who they experienced the glory of God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. And then God would remove himself because of disobedience. And he was still for them. He was yeah. still for them. But at the end of the day, he removed himself because he longs to be our sole provider. I, I was telling Britt and Jacob this week that the book of Exodus, there's this, this part right after um, they get delivered from from the land of Egypt. And I've never read this. Ver- well, I mean, I've read the verse before. <laughs> I've, never re- I've never read it. <laughs> I've never read the book of Exodus. No, but I've never, I've never, uh, I've seen it before or like allowed it to speak to me. And it said, I'm paraphrasing. I'll include it in footnotes some way. But it essentially said God speaking to Moses and he says, Obey my commandments because I want to teach you how to remain free mm-hmm. from the diseases that I afflicted onto the Egyptians for I am the Lord, your healer. So good. And it showed me we as charismatic Christians or whatever the heck we are, <laughs> spirit filled people who believe that God can heal yeah. essentially have so... <laughs> have so taken comfort and like, Oh, I'll just pray for healing. Like I'll just pray for Brittany to be healed. I'll just pray for AJ to be healed. I'll just pray for that. And God will instant instantaneously heal them. And that's true. God will do that. But what this verse like showed me is like, he said, I will teach you mm-hmm. how to remain free of the diseases that I placed on the Egyptians for I am the Lord, your healer. Like he actually wants to teach us how to remain healthy, which is so powerful. So powerful. Wow. We just talked a lot. That's good. (laughs) So essentially you're experiencing apathy and disappointment. Allow God to love you and nurture you there. Yeah. But press on, yo. Yeah. Like keep showing up. Like he is shaking you right now. He's getting rid of all the old habits and he is, he is giving you new habits. And, and that's kind of what I want to just share. We want to share with you. Yeah. It's like, press on right now. Yeah. Like, press on. Dig deep. Read your Bible if you don't feel like reading it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the gift of that pressing in is far more than you could ever imagine. Like, what you'll find in the pressing in in a time of apathy, you'll look back on it and you'll be thankful for the rest of your life. A hundred percent. And And I think even for me, and I know for you too, Britt, like we've been chatting and talking and just realizing that like he's trying to create habits in us right now that are to last. Yeah. Like for me, for example, I I would spend my time with the Lord in the morning, uh, but then kind of just live the rest of my day. And then evening time, I just 
binge and binge and binge and binge and binge Netflix and all these wow. things. Yeah. And even even in this during this virus, I uh, have just kept on with the same patterns that I had before the virus. Mm. And one of the things the Lord showed me, uh, and this is just for me personally, was like, I want your mornings and your evenings. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I want them both. Because I was in an unhealthy rhythm where what I would do is I'd wake up in the morning. I'd have my quiet time. I'd always be groggy, like always be groggy and tired because the night before I was binging Netflix, staying up till two in the morning. Luke Wick spent the night at my house a bit. So he knows exactly (laughs) what I'm talking about. But and then I would wake up and I'd be so grot and I wasn't my best self for the Lord. And what wow. I found, like just a simple new habit and new rhythm that like he wants to do in me right now is AJ, give me your mornings, give me your evenings. So yeah, I spent a, an hour, a couple hours with the Lord in the morning. I live my day and then I don't allow my phone in the bedroom with me anymore. Wow. I don't watch, I don't watch TV past 10, 1030. Sometimes I'll push it to 11, <laughs> but I, I don't go to bed till about midnight one anyways. And I just lay in bed and I read and I've been reading about revivals and reading about all Come these on. things. And it fires me up for in the morning when I wake up, I'm like Heck ready yeah. to go, dude. <laughs> I'm not even tired. It's pretty sweet. But what about you, Britt? You got any like any new habits? I guess my question is this. That's yeah. twofold. It's okay. do you have any new habits that the Lord is doing in this time? Or are you kind of seeing the fruit of you pressing in in the past and seasons of apathy to where like you've developed such healthy rhythms back then that now you're like in a healthier place yeah. or what, what does it look yeah, like so for you? For, for me, I am seeing actually, I'm in a, a fruitful season where I've seen a lot of fruit of, of what my apathy in the past and pressing in has brought into this. So my routine has pretty much stayed the same in that in the morning I've spent several hours with the Lord, which is something I fought for. Cause I used to think it was so boring and now I can't get enough time in the morning. <laughs> um, and, but I also end my evenings with the Lord as well. So it's twofold. But I think one thing that has shifted in this season that I didn't know I, I needed, but this ability to actually dwell in the presence throughout my day, um, working at home has taught me what it looks like to actually just constantly be in Mm. communion with the Lord throughout the whole day. And it's changed my perspective on a lot of things. But another thing I've done is, and Jordan preached about this this weekend, but I created a prayer space in my room because I have roommates, so we don't have like a prayer room or anything, but I created this prayer space in my room and just really have allowed the Lord to take that center place in my life. So, so it just good. looks different. But yeah, my my time with the Lord is very much coming from a place of, of fruit, but it was from a place of diving in hard for a year more than that. Several years of like, I need to read the Bible. How do I read the Bible? I want the Bible to come alive. I want my prayer life to come alive. So good. And finally, I feel like I'm at this place where I'm like, gosh, I just want to commune with God all the time. I can't get enough of you. Come on. That's so fire. Yeah. So yeah, so you guys, he wants to develop new habits. He wants to develop new rhythms for your life. Yeah. And I want you, like, honestly, my one of my big takeaways that I want you to walk away with this from is I want you to look at your daily rhythm. And look, gosh, you guys know me by now, or a lot of you do. Like, I am not a disciplined human being. <laughs> like, I am a free spirit. I like to go with the flow. I like to... 
go where the spirit is leading me. And there is beauty in that. Of course, there is beauty in that. But I have been so convicted, like so convicted um, reading about some of the greatest revivals in history started with men and women who just like showed up regardless of what they felt, regardless of what season they're in. They prioritize time with the king more than anything. And it's put this hunger in me to like, just man, think about what it could be like next year when you all come back, when we all come back together and we've spent this whole summer and this whole quarantine Mm -hmm. together, like just, well, not to together, but like (laughs) together and maybe shoot, maybe one of you will get a vision of all of us being in the third heaven. together. (laughs) Um, But seriously, like what would it look like? If we all just saw him with everything we had, like, so that when we come back this next year, like, we'd encounter something so much deeper and more than we could ever, ever imagine. Yeah. You know, and he wants to meet you in the environment you're in right now. Like, you don't have to be in a river house environment or your college campus or with your friends. Like, you don't. Like, it's called the secret place for a reason. Yeah, it's between so you and him. Look, prayer meetings are great. Like we will continually do them. Yeah. Retreats are great. But nothing will be, will could ever be more important than the secret place. So good. And so we just encourage you to just keep pressing on and just keep diving deeper because you guys all throughout history God has used young adults to spark the greatest revivals in history like the first church was filled with all young adults the welsh revival which is one of the greatest revivals that has ever taken place like spark like 16 to 23 year olds you know and so we just want to encourage you to press on yeah whoa whoa that was weird something on our whiteboard just fell off maybe it was the holy spirit maybe it was the glory (laughs) But yeah, so we just, we want you to know that we love you yeah. and that we're here for you. Absolutely. And uh, if you need anything, you reach out to us, you know, you reach out to Brett, to Lauren, to Carrie, to Sam, to myself. Yeah. Um, we're here for you. And I we're doing this because we want to see a move of God. Mm-hmm. That's why we're doing this. I'm, I'm not in the the ministry to like, just be this comforter. <laughs> Yeah, no. You know, yeah. like I want I'm a look, being a Christian's hard. So hard. <laughs> he didn't say it be You easy. know, and I'm like, shoot, <laughs> if I want to be a Christian, like I want to see the glory of God come. <laughs> come on. I want to be lukewarm, you know, like I want to see him come. Yeah. And so we're doing this and we're encouraging you because we want to see a move of God. And the two things that that we encourage you to do is like simply spend time with God regardless of how you're feeling. Yeah. I don't care if you're laying on the ground in a starfish formation and just <laughs> listening to, <laughs> I don't even know what that means, <laughs> but like, like just saying, God consume me with your fire. Or like, if you're just listening to worship music or you're just reading the Bible, you don't just do it. Yeah. Just do it. And the okay. second thing is invite, if you're struggling or even if you're not invite someone in. Mm-hmm. So good. I can't tell you how many times 
I bet all you really need right now is encouragement. That's all you really need. That's all you need. I can't tell you how many times I wish I would have invited somebody in when I had a season of apathy and trial and said, hey, my quiet time is not good right now. And I just wish I would have invited someone in to just look at me and say, press on, keep going. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else, Brett? No, I think I just I agree with age. It's it's not about a feeling. You know, sometimes we don't feel like pursuing friendships, but we do it anyways. (laughs) And we want to be pursued even or when boys we don't and feel girls it. or yeah that too <laughs> but regardless the lord feels the same way and so just dive in and honestly my prayer for you guys is that the word would just come alive to you come like on. that changes everything you know yeah. it is living and active so totally yeah and yo i'm a pastor and like i can honestly tell all of you that the word of god This season is speaking to me more than it ever has. Mm -hmm. But there were a lot of times where I did not connect with the reading of scripture, Mm -hmm. but it's speaking to me now. And I think what literally developed that was just keep reading even when you don't want to (laughs) read. Come on. So we love you. So you have the time. I think unless you're a nurse, but I don't think you really are. Most of you are still in school, so. <laughs> but uh, we love you. Reach out, and I don't know. We'll send one of these every once in a while. Come on. Love you guys. Love Bye. Ya.